Hey everyone, Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live. Earlier this week, the FIM announced it entered a partnership with promotion group SX Global to create a new racing series, the FIM Supercross World Championship. Although SX Global is a new endeavor by Adam Bailey, Ryan Sanderson, and Tony Cochran, the Australian group has a history of holding Supercross races, has been involved with the FIM, and is experienced in motorsports. Bailey and Sanderson were behind the AusX Open in Australia and the SX Open in New Zealand, events that boosted the sport in the Southern Hemisphere and acted as the FIM Oceania International Supercross Championship. Cochran, meanwhile, served as the founding chairman of the V8 Supercars Championship and helped it become the premier motorsport series in Australia. We rang up Adam Bailey to learn more about the new series for this installment of the Midweek Podcast. All right, Adam, so this week has been a major announcement for you guys, the... Um, announcement of SX Global, the FIM Supercross World Championship, and the grand plans that you guys are going to release over these next few months. But for people that don't know, what is your background? You know, people in Australian motocross really are familiar with you guys. And maybe the one big calling card you have to the world is the uh, Oz SX Open. But uh, other people might not be familiar with what AME and your background is. So can you give us a quick recap? Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, AME is an agency. Is It's actually a separate entity to the AusX Open business. Um, but we've been in motorsport PR content um, and events um, since in business, uh, Ryan and I, since 2012. Before that, I, I managed athletes in the freestyle motocross and, and, you know, motocross and supercross space myself through my own agency. Um, but we began working on the first AusX Open around 2013. Um, actually a, a brand approached us to um, come up with a concept for a major event um, in the Supercross or Motocross space. And so we created the AusX Open, which, you know, was a, at that stage there hadn't been a, a high-level Supercross in Australia for a number of years and, um, you know, it really was modelled off a US Open slash Bercy um, type event at the time. Um, and so we started working on that in 2013, launched in 2015, um, had great success in Sydney. It was called All Phones Arena at the time and we sold it out um, within 10 days, the first the first night and quickly expanded to two. Um, we continued that on until 2018. We expanded that, um, expanded, uh, and that was a round of the Australian Championship as well. So the AusX Open was always a round of the Australian Supercross Championship as well. Um, we expand and we grew into um, running events in 2018 and 2019 in Auckland as well, and we created the FIM Oceania Championship, um, and that was really just our um, desire to start going international with Supercross events. We really felt that there was a need for Supercross outside the US and outside where um, you know current uh, current Supercross events were being held, and our our own events kind of proved that. Um, proved that that there was an audience out there that that are starved for for supercross the way we believed it so uh, we've been looking at since 2017 we brought on uh, our chairman who's tony cochran and um and tony is known in australia particularly for launching the largest motorsport category and created the largest motorsport category in australia called the v8 supercars championship um and he was able to turn that into a an international championship uh, of events eventually sold it um, for 300 plus million dollars about 10 years ago um, so had a huge amount of success with that and um, and Tony joined us as our chairman in 2017 just to provide advice and start working with Ryan and I on a plan to be able to take Supercross um, internationally uh, and outside Australia and New Zealand or outside Australia at the time and then we moved to New Zealand 
So um, this plan has been happening and we've been working in the backgrounds since then really um, and, and we were looking at ways to go into Asia and um, have investigated and had investigated venues all around Asia um, and Middle East and um, and and other part and Japan even, and then um, so we had plans to do that, but wh- all whilst um, struggling with the fact that that uh, Feld had the FIM World Championship rights, so we were always up against it, right, to be able to to do that overseas expansion. So we kept an eye on it, and we when we you know found that uh, that, that Feld weren't going to continue with the FIM rights, that was our our opportunity and we pounced on it. The uh, Oceana Championship, that was a big deal for you guys. I remember when that news came out and, and the FIM gave you that recognition because really piqued my interest. Like these guys, if anything ever opens up, they are already in line to make a bid for that. And cool to hear that you guys had a five-year strategy really in place to make that happen. Um, with Tony Cochran's experience in V8 supercars, for Americans and, and Europeans that are listening to this that don't know, that is a massive series down there. You know, that is the premier motorsport with the exception of the one F1 race that you guys get. But, um, yep. you know, for what Tony has made down there, it is a very fanatic group of followers that are down there. Um, all of Australia's biggest industries, car makers, everyone is involved in that. So you guys have a really experienced group that has connections all throughout Australian motorsports industry to make these things happen. It is, it is impressive to hear all the guys that are involved in this thing for sure. Yeah, thank you. And I mean, the other thing that a lot of people don't know about Tony is he has a he has a huge amount of entertainment experience too. Uh, he's toured the Rolling Stones successfully in Australia. He's won a, a Tony Award on Broadway for producing Hairspray the the musical. He's um <laughs> he used to manage Barry Sheen, the five hundred cc world champion back in the day. Um, and so his experience just just you know is absolutely phenomenal. But um. But more to the point, he's been able to grow an international series uh, successfully into into regions in Asia and the Middle East and, and the US. I went to Circuit of the Americas too with the Vet Supercars and he was able to do that without an official FIM or FIA, more to the point, World Championship Series. So um, really just shows his ability to have been able to do that and, and, and now us being able to have that FIM World Championship rights is, you know, definitely goes a long way in the right direction to, to, to help what we're wanting to achieve. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that Yoshimura is now making bicycle components? That's right. Their first product to market, the Chileo Pedal, was over two years in development, and now they're ready for your mountain bike or BMX bike. Made in the USA and available in two sizes, you have to see these masterpieces of machining to appreciate them. They're most likely the last pedals you'll ever need for your bicycle. Now shipping worldwide. Check them out at yoshimurocycling.com. Hi, Swap Moto Live listeners. This is Alex Martin. At Arai, every helmet is handcrafted with dedication to pursue gains and protection, and that is exactly why I choose to race in an Arai helmet. This lifeblood of obsession with protection is driven by a single shareholder and runs through every person who builds an Arai helmet. This is what sets Arai apart. This is Arai. Since 2005, Risk Racing has been a leading innovator within the motocross industry, all while doing it in their own unique way. Whether you are looking for the premier motocross transport system, the Lock and Load Pro, or the EZ Utility Jug, the fuel can of choice, for me, SGB Racing's Alex Ray, Risk Racing is there to be your go-to motocross shopping destination. Head over to riskracing.com today 
and see their entire product line. Use code SWAP at checkout to receive 15% off the entire purchase. Hey everyone, Don Moyetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next cleaning air filters or changing oil, tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodco.com. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, this group has been in the making for quite some time, but really the last six months since the FIM announced that they were not going to renew with Feld Entertainment, a mutual decision, you know, by both parties. Um, but from that point on, you guys have really been putting the work in. So these last six months, can you give us a timeline of what 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 went into this project to get it so well received by the FIM and then to launch it this week? Yeah, I think what we put forward to the FIM and what we worked really hard on was coming up with a model that was supportive of the growth of the sport, you know, on a global stage. And and part of that is, you know, being able to support and having a plan in place to support teams in particular and really focus on the teams. Um, I think that's something that has been lacking in somewhere where there's there, there was an opportunity for us is to provide a good level of support for the teams to give them longevity and a, and a, a better commercial return on their investment for, for racing Supercross. And so that and what we put forward to them, which will be announced um, in the near future too, is is it's revolutionary for Supercross, but it's, it's not revolutionary in motorsport because, you know, um, we are following a model that exists somewhat, a modified version of what you see in MotoGP and F1 where 
there's essentially licenses to compete in the championship and, and um, they are limited and therefore, um, you know, as the championship grows and the level of support grows for those teams and those licenses, so will the commercial value of those teams and licenses. So um, whilst we're also planning to provide a, a lot of support, uh, I mean, um, unprecedented level of support for the teams that participate, um, in terms of costs and cost savings and, and actual um, finances for them, um, we're also wanting and, and helping to produce a commercial entity for them that has a has a true value. So in years to come, it, it appreciates as opposed to depreciates. So that was a big part of, of our bid, I guess, and a, a big, uh, a unique part of what we're looking to do and something Tony has done really successful in Vet Supercars where they've created a license like that and for the, for the teams to compete. So um, that was a big part of it. Um, you know, we obviously have a, a long-term background in Supercross and in events and we we're, we're very, you know, legitimately Supercross fans ourselves. I mean, myself, I grew up racing at, a, at an amateur level and um, raced a couple of Supercrosses here in Australia over the years and, um, you know, I'm a fan from way back. Um, and so, uh, and you know, and the other guys having so much experience in four wheels and motorsport and Tony's obviously globally, just, we feel like, um, what we put forward is a really attractive proposition for them. So it was really well received and, um, they had to go to tender after we had presented, you know, to them, then, um, the process is they have to go to tender and put the opportunity out for promoters around the world, um, which they did. Um, and, uh, and thankfully they, they still came back to us, so we were obviously really excited by that. Was this a nerve-wracking past six months for you guys, or did you just have full confidence that the program that you guys had put out there was going to be well-received? Um, I, I would say I personally was fit, was confident because I, I felt like what we're putting out there is, is so good mm-hmm. um, and, 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 like I said, hasn't been done before. But you never know still, right? Like you still never know. Um, I think that we're, we're also very aware that the timing is good in a sense that um, unfortunately for, for the global events, um, you know, space, COVID has, has hurt promoters around the world very badly. Um, and so, you know, the timing is good for us in a sense that we're able to, you know, start this new entity um, and and put forward our proposal as opposed to, being kind of hurting from previous, you know, investments and events and things, you know, we're, we're, it's a real, it's a real fresh start and a, and a new business entity as such. So um, we're really lucky in the sense of that timing as well, because it probably did take others out of the game. But mm-hmm. regardless, I still think that what we put forward was was very unique and and um, and was well received, well received for that reason. Um, having seen the AusX Open for myself in 2019, uh, I can vouch for what you guys have that sets yourself apart from other Supercross races. You know, the Feld events that I cover extensively here in the U.S., the Paris Supercross even. Um, you guys did a very good job of making that race feel like the event that you had to be at in Australia that weekend. There was stuff for kids to do. There were, you know, one-on-one engagements with riders and fans Almost every brand involved in the Australia moto scene was on hand that weekend. And uh, that was something that I thought was just so surprising um, that you guys got that big of a turnout and everything. But that really showed me how important motocross is in Australia and how dedicated you guys are. And then seeing that show for myself, like, wow, if they are able to replicate this all around the world, this is that mix of 
racing, but party and young lifestyle and something everybody can get involved in. What you guys have at the Oz X Open, is that what you want to try to replicate all around the world? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, firstly, thank you. I think it's a, a huge compliment. I really appreciate it. I think, um, you know, what, what we have wanted to create and what we do want to create with this is something that appeals to far more than the hardcore fans. And, of course, the hardcore fans are, are the most important and they're the ones that, you know, the racing has to be has to be amazing. The 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 talent has to be there. It has to absolutely be world class, and and this this will will be that too. Um, but at the Aussie Open, for example, only twenty five percent of the the attendees of the thirty five thousand that were there actually participate in you know motorcycle sport um, currently, okay. and so. You know, our goal, obviously, for all of us and for the industry is to convert new people. So it means that, you know, of the remaining 75%, you know, they, they're not currently involved. And so the reason why we feel like Supercross is so important and why it is so important to have such a broad spectrum of entertainment and appeal is because to attract new people, then you attract new brands that want to market to those people, then you you attract more money for riders, for teams and, and the industry in general, you know, so to fuel the growth, you know, it has to be through new interest, new fans and converting new fans. So for us, we've always been really committed to that part and not not lost on how important the racing is, but um, certainly keen on and very committed to entertainment being across multiple facets, you know, and sometimes the hardcore fans, you know, won't understand the reasons for changing up formats or the reasons for having um, musical acts in the middle of the event or the reasons for having, you know, kids kids um, components and things like that. But, um, you know, for us, that stuff is super important because it means that no matter, and we truly believe that no matter who you are, um, you can come along and you'll have an, an amazing time at, at one of our events. And that's really the goal. That way we can attract new people all around the world. And I think the Ozex Open just helped us prove to ourselves that that, that um, formula works and that broadening the interest and broadening the entertainment package works for bringing in new audiences because we're able to bring, you know, create a record crowd attendance in Melbourne by almost double what the previous record was. So it just means that didn't Supercross didn't all of a sudden just double the amount of fans that it has in Australia is because the event was able to attract new fans to come along and and, um, and really enjoy it. So that's going to be a huge focus for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, if you look at the website for the OzX opener, just at photos of the banners that were on, on the track there, you guys have a lot of partners that are committed to this thing. And one that was really sticking out was Melbourne, the city and the tourism yeah. department down there. Um, from just yeah. what we've heard, this is a great, component in FIM world championship racing is finding those destinations that want to entice new visitors to come there for you guys. I'm sure that that's going to be a similar playbook for you as you try to reach out to go to the middle East, to Southeast Asia, you know, Europe, wherever it is that you guys want to go to. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a key, it's a key component. Um, and it's no different than, than the way F final MotoGP work as well. I mean, they the events are a destination events and they're because they attract tourism and they attract visitors and, and people are motivated to come. I mean, um, 40% of the attendees for the Ozex Open in Melbourne came from outside of Victoria. So interstate, um, and drove a huge amount of economic impact, uh, over $22 million worth of impact to Melbourne for that weekend. So, um, you know, it, that is a really important component and, and what we have the ability to do and what is amazing 
also about Supercross is that we have these incredibly engaging young athletes that are also highly influential with great social media followings and they go into these regions and they can have a real impact on what the world thinks about those regions or what the you know the world's interest on traveling to those regions so we definitely have to have to maximize that and that's the beauty of being able to go global and 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 the way we can go global is by you know introducing that to to cities and countries all, all around the world that you know they want to be seen by the rest of the world by by cool cool guys and girls coming down to to check it out and check out the city i can vouch for that because the uh, melbourne tour experience that you guys gave us was awesome that coffee shop going to the art museum having a private tour and the content that you guys produced from that really did showcase that was the postcard for the city for sure um yep. you know a couple other things that have been going on with you guys that you mentioned uh you have that race in australia the sx open or in new zealand the sx open that was yep. in auckland how difficult yeah. was it for you guys to have two races back to back like that? Just I remember being down there and some of the logistics of shipping and a tight timeline. Those are things that you guys are going to have to expect now as you go international. But uh, I'm yeah. sure you've learned lessons from then, and and now that you know what's up, what's upcoming, how to plan for it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, year one. That I mean, New Zealand was a perfect a perfect, you know, proving ground or a test for us because, you know, year one to year two, the, the amount of stress was completely different, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. to get to get through it year one and and um and manage well and we had a lot of challenges for that that event but with weather and et cetera. But then the the next um year it was it was so much smoother and so much easier. So again that that kind of proves the model for us where um you can have world class racing um in a flyaway type scenario. You know, which is which is what this will be too, where you know bikes and parts uh, are being flown all the way around the world, um, and the teams are operating in in the same way as a MotoGP does when they travel around the world. You know, it's not it's not all out of semis necessarily, um, and so therefore there's you know cost efficiencies for the teams as well. But it also just makes the whole thing really nimble. Which we which we think is what's the exciting thing is that we can and what is amazing about Supercross, frankly, compared to other motorsports, is the the level of infrastructure required and the the uh, parts required, etc., are actually quite small compared when you compare them to other motorsport categories. You know, if you if you take an F one team around, man, they you know they're taking multiple multiple jumbo jets full of full of stuff. You know, for those teams to even operate, whereas you know. For us, and what's amazing about Supercross is the the riders are the the most important part. You know, mm-hmm, they're, mm-hmm. they're they're the big they're the biggest component that that decides if you win or lose. And that's why um, we believe in the sport so much. I mean, it's obviously going to be. It means they can be nimble from a, a travel and logistics standpoint. And guys that you know, Justin Brayton came won the last Ozx Open we had, and he brought his bike over in a box, and that was it. You know, one mechanic in a box, <laughs> and so. You know, and there's other teams there with semis and all the rest of it. So you know, it goes to show that that model works. But also that the riders are the number one thing, and that's the focus. And that's why we believe in Supercross on a glo- as, from a global sporting perspective, is we think it's 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 relatively untapped. You know, the mainstream world needs to learn about how incredible these athletes are, and and, um, and that's that's the message we wanna we wanna get through to them. Not to uh, put you on the spot, but I kind of have to. Have you had a lot of feedback from the OEMs, the factory race teams, or the riders? You know, not to name names or get into specifics, but have you guys had a immediate outreach from that group, from people in the United States that are interested in this, or is it still kind of new in the game right now? 
Uh, well, funnily, I mean, our, our, our approach has been and has for the last sort of five months to speak directly with the manufacturers, not, not with teams. Um, and the, the response from them has been great. It's been really, really good. And um, there's obviously challenges, challenges and there's, you know, contractual um, issues with regards to, you know, us kicking off at the end of, tail end of next year. You know, riders and, and teams will often have had their riders con- contracted for the year and this isn't a part of that yet. And So there's challenges there for sure and logistical things to work through. But in terms of a response, the manufacturers have all been, you know, all been fantastic and they see the value in taking Supercross around the world um, and they see the, um, you know, the benefit of reaching new markets and they see the, the potential, you know, for that. So that's been the number one focus is to speak to them first, get their feedback, hear about things that, that are challenges for them, which we, we definitely have. And, um, and uh, the next up is to kind of speak to teams and, um, and honestly, we want to invite new teams that aren't even currently that may not even exist currently for this because the opportunity is so great for um, someone who would own a team in in this championship and um, and like I said before the level of infrastructure required is is so little that um, we think commercially it's actually going to be a really great opportunity and um, and uh, the words only just got out, obviously, and it's yeah, it's there's definitely plenty of interest out there, so it's exciting. There'll be ones that push back. There'll be there'll be there'll be teams and and team managers that uh, you know that aren't interested at all because you know they're they're paid out of the US and they plan to compete in the US, and that makes complete sense. But those with a global view and brands with with a global audience um, are one hundred percent interested and and uh, and excited, I believe. Okay, I appreciate that you kind of hinted that the series won't start until later in 2022 uh, because that clears up a lot of the questions that people have. Is this yep. directly taking on, you know, Feld's Monster Energy Supercross Championship in the U.S., the AMA series that starts on January 8th? Your guys' plan is not to do that at this point. It's something completely separate at much later in the year, correct? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And and we have a huge amount of respect for, for Feld and what they've achieved and what they've done for Supercross um, there's no question there and we're not we're not um, aiming to go head to head with them at this stage and run in, uh, during that time of the year um, the goal will be at the end to, to, to kick off next year at the tail end of the year even after um, motocross so after Supercross and motocross and then um, uh, in the US and then um, as the series grows in years following it'll start earlier in the year but still not um, still not no plans to clash with um, the AMA Supercross at this stage. Okay. Um, a couple last things as we kind of wind this down. It's a 10-year agreement with the FIM, which, you know, a decade is an ambitious business proposal for anybody. But for you guys, that yeah. that really does say a lot that there is commitment to this. Uh, it's going to take at least three years to really get the footing of, of things, to get the industry's support, to get things how they need to be. Ten years, you should hit your stride right right in the middle of that, huh? Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, honestly, I, I think we, we believe that we can do it quite quickly because we have, um, we have, which details we announced in, in uh, January, but we have a, a huge um, financial partner with a, a global reach in the sports and entertainment space. So, um, you know, it's, it, it isn't just kind of Ryan, Tony and I and Tom, our, our our other co-founder kind of just um, scraping our cash together to try and make this thing happen and, and you know, 
and big burning and stealing kind of thing. We do have fantastic backing, um, not just financially, but like I said, someone with real sport and entertainment reach. And um, I think that's the most exciting thing. That, that hasn't been announced properly yet, and, we, and we'll announce details in January. But the, what the, the most exciting thing about this whole project is the reach that we'll be able to achieve quite quickly and what it can do for Supercross and the, and the athletes and teams that are involved. Cool. I have so much more, you know, that I could ask, but I'm sure that this stuff will all be announced over these next few months. You know, details like how people are going to watch this on TV, um, you know, where it's going to happen at all these things that will come in due time. But I'm sure that there's yeah. pretty um, lofty expectations and lofty goals for you guys that, especially because like you've said, it's a completely clean slate project. You have no prior contracts to have to deal with, no binding agreements for TV deals or whatever. You guys can do whatever you feel is right right now and that's something that like you said is going to work to your credit in these first few years yeah absolutely and that we're, we're treating it with that level of you know respect and passion and you know i mean this is a once in a 20 year opportunity you know if i would have had the, held those rights for 20 plus years and and the the super the world supercross championship hasn't you know essentially hasn't left the u.s for 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 the majority of that time um or many times in that time so we think it's just a huge once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, to take Supercross to the world, and, and that's what we plan to do. Perfect. That was great, dude. Thank you very much, Adam. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, of course, of course.